Hey friends, welcome. Hey, have any of you wondered what your purpose in life is? I had this interesting discussion the other night with a close friend and came to the realization that I could not think of a purpose for my life. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I have one and I'm sure that I carry out that purpose, uh, but I don't know what it is. Today's episode is about what is known in the fundamentalist evangelical circles as the calling, a calling from God. Preachers of the gospel most often claim a specific instance when they were called by God to enter the ministry. And too many gospel preachers claim that they get calls from God a lot. Some of these reverent stooges claim prophet status. Is if they're some kind of successor to the oracles of ancient Greece? <clears throat> oh, well. I talk about my disappointment, really, in not ever being called by God to do something. Now, maybe I have, and just don't know it, but I do know this. If God speaks to me, calls me, then God can call anyone. Now, the televangelists make it clear, however, that God only speaks through them. And when I hear them speak what God tells them, hmm, it makes God look pretty damn stupid in my mind. Now, uh, Ken Wad Copeland's got it down pretty good. Ernest Angeli, too. There are plenty more of these types I hear. Self-proclaimed oracles of God. Oof. Their telephone lines to God are always buzzing, it seems. And their pocket's always full of bullshit and money. Yeah, enough of this. Whoops. Let's go hear what PK has to say. The Calling Once sitting for dinner with my parents and friends of theirs from college days, a couple who served their God as missionaries in South America, somewhere like Chile or Peru, the husband turns to me as dessert is being served and charges me in an exacting tone of voice, quite loudly and matter-of-factly, So, Kendall, what are you going to do with your life? Well, at that time I was a college junior and had no idea how to answer that question. If it was asked of me a couple years earlier, I would have responded with, I want to become a geologist. However, at the dining room table I could only stutter something about nothing really. I didn't know anymore what I wanted to become. I didn't tell the missionary guest that I had flunked my classes in chemistry and calculus and had to switch my major to English. 
I also didn't tell the missionary that I had also flunked a required course in Old Testament history and would have to retake that in order to graduate. And I did take it after my senior year, in the summer following my senior year, so that I could earn the final three credit hours I needed for the diploma. I passed it, thanks to the professor's good graces with the grade equivalent of a D+. It seemed that the missionary wanted really to know if I had received a calling from God. My father and he would have readily answered the question by retelling the story of how they were called by someone called the Lord to be ministers of the gospel. No, I had no calling. If anything, I felt called to make a living as a rock musician. Yeah. My parents strongly suggested that I take the concerns about my direction in life to the Lord in prayer with a healthy dose of daily readings from the Bible, and I must say that I did do that. I had told you in an earlier episode how I was such a good prayer when I was a preacher's kid. I knew how to talk it up with God, boy. I fear, sadly, that I was most proud of that back then. I couldn't wait till it was my turn to pray in the youth group. However, this time my anguished prayers for spiritual guidance fell on deaf ears. I was on my own as far as this entity of the Lord was concerned. I called, but God didn't call back. Now back to the dinner table. I felt humiliated by the missionary's question. I had no idea what I wanted to be. From my appearance at the time and the missionary's view, I'm certain, my longish hair, full beard, and wire rim glasses probably broadcasted that I wanted to become a peace-loving hippie more than anything else. In my heart, I felt like I had disappointed my parents and caused them shame, for in the inner circles of fundamentalist evangelicals, the spiritual character of a person can be reflected in the paths taken by their children. A similar view is held in confidence by the culture of school teachers who attribute a student's behavioral shortcomings in the classroom to problems at home. Yep, I had problems, all right. After excusing myself from the table, I felt I left feeling that I had again caused my parents shame, and I was a little upset with that dorky missionary guy for asking me that question that revealed to him my parents' failure to raise me as a gallant young Christian soldier. Furthermore, I was upset with the missionary's lord. Fundamentalists like this guy used the appellation of Lord as if it were God's first name. They were on a first name basis with their Lord God. Lord. Lordy, 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 Lordy. Certainly the evangelical missionaries' children would become young pastors and the wives of pastors that they met in some rinky-dink Bible college. His kids would make him look good in the eyes of his ministerial colleagues. 
As a preacher's kid, I was very conscious of how my parents would be judged by my behavior. There was no doubt that I had teachers in elementary and high school passing on the information that I was the fundamentalist preacher's kid to their colleagues in the teacher's lounge. To this day, I have not received a calling. I have no purpose in my life to elucidate for those who will listen. I say I am not ready to elucidate it, although there may remotely be something that might reveal a divine person, I can't make a statement to encapsulate it. Whatever it is, it lies woven into the warp and woof of my subconscious world, I'm sure, but I'm not quite sure what it is. I just can't find it in my conscious world. When I do, folks, I will have found my way, for real. Nevertheless, it is interesting to note that a thread, if not threads, of a life purpose can begin to emerge as a theme in the conscious life, in one's personal experiences, stories, happenstances, coincidences, particular situations, etc. How can I have a life purpose if I have not been called by God to do something? God doesn't do the telephone thing anymore, at least with me, he doesn't. Pop Mills served the Lord as a janitor in a large girl's dorm on campus. As a cleaner, I worked under his management at the college during summer recess. Pop was about 80 years old, on the heavy side, with a rolling voice and a wry sense of humor. We his young understudies for the summer watched him demonstrate how to clean a toilet seat. In bowl, he slumped deliberately to his knees and gripped the naked rim of the bowl with one bare hand for support as he wiped the bowl inside and out with the bristly toilet brush in his other hand. I asked if we shouldn't wear gloves when we do that. He answered, Why? There's more germs in a dog's mouth than in a toilet bowl. I was not sure of the scientific veracity of his claim, but on my own I used latex gloves anyway. Then he demonstrated how to clean up the slop on the floor around the bowl with the mop and bucket. I learned to flip and flop the mop instead of pushing it like a broom. I learned to strip floors and wax them to a shine with a buffer. From Pop, I learned the skills that qualified me to gain employment as a cleaner for janitorial services over the next five years after college, from Boston to Pittsburgh to Rochester, New York. For that time period, I never shared the fact with my co-workers that I was a college graduate, ever. For I felt ashamed of my considerable education to that point. Besides, I didn't like the way some of my associates at work felt about educated people. I truly grew to realize that they thought educated people were stupid when it came to hands-on types of work. I can honestly say, forthright and out loud, that God did not call me into the pursuit of life as a janitor. That was not even a dream of mine, but I couldn't find anything better suitable at the time for my need to achieve financial independence. 
As long as I was financially independent, I figured, there'd be no strings attached to my life. Well, folks, maybe there'd be no strings attached, but there was no money to spare in my pitiful, penurious existence. You know, I'm still waiting for a call from a higher power, and I don't expect that it will come anytime soon. I should have made such reply to my parents' missionary friend at the dinner table that evening. I wonder what he would think of my longtime friend, who is a self-avowed atheist. My friend has a guiding purpose in his life, and that is to help those in need of troubleshooting and problem-solving. He is civic-minded and takes active roles in serving his community. He volunteers his talent and skills for the betterment of his fellow creatures. His purpose is a central driving force on his life's path. On his life's path! Now, I ask you, what would the missionary guests at our supper table have to say to that? Did you? Well... I can tell you how the evangelical world would respond. She or he would cite scripture from the New Testament stating that good works alone are not sufficient to qualify one for entrance to the kingdom of God. He would cite another scripture from the same half of the Bible that admonishes the Christian pilgrim to lay his treasures up in heaven, not on earth. Quote, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. End of woe, Matthew 6, 20. Therefore, it doesn't matter to the fundamentalist how much my atheist friend does for the betterment of his community. How fair is that for a personal judgment of another's spiritual condition? <laughs> no matter the good my friend does, because he denies the existence of God, he will go to hell when Judgment Day arrives and the chaff be separated from the grain of harvest. Oh my, when it comes to Judgment Day, what a concept for the evangelical to get the parish nurse to fill that offering plate, to persuade the lost ones to come to Jesus in a hurry before the end of days and answer their calling. Sometimes I know it's hard for me to tell if converts are answering the preacher's calling or God's calling. Either way, that's not for me to judge. So be it. Selah. Well, folks, there you have it. Hey, and I'm still waiting for that celestial phone to ring. And, hey, may we find our way. Thanks for listening, friends. Until next time.